extramarital affair. It is extramarital affair. I'm Extra. having an extramarital affair. You would have, listen, Quote, if, you Eric have, if you would have an affair with your wife, that yeah. would be an intermarital affair. Yes, and if you were having an affair with someone outside of your relationship, it's an extra extramarital affair. No, no, extra. Sean, do you want to hop in here? I'm just thinking if you're having an affair with something from outside this universe, it's an out of context affair. I was going to say it's an extra extraterrestrial hmm. affair. <laughs> hmm, out of context. Extraterrestrial. Outside of Earth. Extraterrestrial. Extra. Extra. I hate this. Extraterrestrial. I hate when he and does this. Interterrestrial that's right. like from inside the Earth, like a mole. Or All, a honestly, worm. what I'm hearing is like somebody from Newfoundland and somebody not. Like extraterrestrial. <laughs> no, I'm you not hear from that? Newfoundland. Well, look what you just painted yourself. You're not into. hearing any wait, you're not from Newfoundland, are you? No. Yeah, you're not hearing anyone from Newfoundland right now. Well, you, what you are hearing is podcast versus podcast hosted by myself, Eric Ivanovich, and this guy right over here. Piers Ray, it's a pleasure to meet you. This is the internet's only podcast pitching show that I'm aware of. <laughs> That's Well, There's we're definitely the first and we're definitely the best. There's some other pretenders out there. Uh, if you're not familiar with this growing genre of podcast pitching podcasts, this is a show where we take turns pitching podcasts to each other. Uh, we're looking for a good podcast to do together. We want to have a show we don't want to have just any old show. So before we start a podcast together, we're going to find the perfect premise, the perfect idea for us to do. Nice. And uh, to help us in that quest, we've brought along Sean Hagen today. Very I, excited to have I you. I am your straight month. man today, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I think of myself as the straight man. Uh, yeah, that's what my dad told me, is that you're the straight man, and I'm the I'm the Wait, funny one. Is that the term for it? The person, like, the plant in the audience for, like, uh, a magician or a comedian? No. The person who's just like, yeah. The term for that is a plant. I, I, I know, I know, I've heard plant before, but I could have sworn there was another, I guess it's like... You know, when you're trying to pitch a plan to somebody yeah. and like, you're like, I think this is the best way to do it. And there's somebody in the audience that's just like in that little group of people that's just like, yeah, I think it's the right way. Yeah, that's a plant. I think that's a plant. Yeah. Okay. A straight man is like when you have uh, a, a comedy like group, like a duo or more than or more than a duo, like a trio plus uh, one person is like the normal one and they're like reacting to all the wild stuff that's going on. Yeah. That's the straight man. You ground the other person, but you also have to like be doing a lot of setup for them. And your reactions are jokes in and of themselves. Okay. Because so like you're I am neither a normal. plant or a straight man then because I am I'm not normal. Okay. No. Fair, fair. Hmm. I, I, I host a podcast. There's no way that I'm normal. No. <laughs> I think that is normal these days. And that's why we're trying to get a podcast because we're afraid of being abnormal. I don't agree with that. All these people out here with podcasts. How many normal people you know with a podcast? Uh, Name one normal me. person with a podcast. Who's the most normal guy around? It's myself. Your dad just said. But oh, that's right. You are the straight man. So I'm the straight man. And you're so the one. I, man. You. You're the, a, I guess that's you're nice normal. of your dad to say. I'm not sure if that's a judgment or not. Uh, I don't know I your dad. One. I don't know your dad well enough. To see whether or not straight man is an insult or a Or no, or a you being the funny one is an insult or a compliment. He didn't say that I was the funny one. I couldn't remember the term he used. Because I don't know what term it is. Did he even, did he call me a straight man? He did say that, yeah. Well, I'm flattered. He I said that, uh, that's that kind of dynamic that you and Pierre's got, right? Like, he's a straight man and you're like the, the other one. And I was like, well, I think we ch- take turns. Yeah. Different episodes. I'm the straight man. He's a straight man. 
We also go, we kind of go back and forth. And Sean, I'd love to get your feeling on this. Um, I feel like we also kind of swap places with um, antagonizing. Yeah. Because some, what do you feel? Okay, Sean, I'm going to ask you a question. Podcaster to podcaster, and I'll be honest, man to man. I thought you said you weren't a podcaster. I said I was a podcaster. I don't know what you're talking about. When did he say that? that? I think he said that he wasn't normal. Uh, something like that. Anyway, yeah. it does not matter. It does not matter. When you and Wes are on your show, right? Because you guys... Jess. Sorry, Jess. Jesse. <laughs> when you and Jesse are on your show. When you and Wessie are on your show. When you and Jesse are on your show, right? Like, Jesse is also a very even-tempered dude. But you have a... Oh, oh, oh the face twitch. I wish I could I wish I wish could convert that to sound. Because that said, uh, I don't know about that, Piers. That guy is a volcano. That's what I took from your face. Um, <laughs> but you guys, like, you, you have a very specific topic, you know, and it's like kind of a grounded, real, uh, not not judgmental, not cr- like kind of... Analytical. Analytical. Thank you. Exactly. The right word. Yeah. Um, you don't, like, I feel like antagonism is necessary on a show like <laughs> ours, and I encourage it. Well, conflict if, is the spice, is the heart of a true it's of a story. Ha- oh, it is yeah. the hardest story. It's the heart of drama. It's that's the spice it, that's of it. life. Yeah. And I feel like it's necessary. So if there isn't any, I will turn into a worse person to facilitate conflict. Okay. Like, I will hold opinions I don't agree with just to create conflict with Eric. But that seems like it would probably be counterproductive on your guy's show because you're focusing <laughs> outwards on this one thing. Yeah, we're trying to encourage our guests to to be passionate and expressive about the thing that they're passionate about. So, right. being antagonistic with a guest, <laughs> um, just to great. get them, just to get them spicy. I think, like, <laughs> not not like not like being like uh, have a guest on who's just like about them. to launch a Kickstarter and just be like, "So your idea is shit. Tell us about it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe like you know, I'm not saying you gotta like out and out insult them, but you can challenge <laughs> them a little. I think the uh, the key difference is um, that uh, Sean and Jesse have an interview show, right? Where the guest is like the reason that the episode is being recorded at all here's here's my thing okay? yeah you have your, you have a guest on now let's say you had two milk toast fuddy duddies doing right. the interviewing yeah yeah and yeah, they're yeah, both yeah, just yeah. like kind of softballing soft peddling whatever <laughs> they're not getting to the heart of the real questions yeah do you like where were you on the night of the murder exactly that is the first question any podcaster should ask of someone what by the way sean where were you on the night of the murder i was at home good answer can you can you corroborate that at all? Probably. Mm. All right, good. That's good to know. <laughs> Probably good enough. I'm not. No further questions. Sounds like odds no are good that you up. were at home. <laughs> He said probably, Your Honor. Oh Excellent. well. <laughs> Get him out of here. That's what they used to say in court, and then people still went to jail. <laughs> so they they clarified a few things. Get out of my when court. When they separated, they, they, made, they made it so umpires couldn't be judges anymore. I think you're out. <laughs> did you say uh, "get out of my court and into my jail"? Yeah, I did. I did say that. That's stuck in my head now. Get out of my court and into my jail. Um, I'm po- pitching a podcast that is called "Get Out of My Court and Into My Jail." Uh, this would be a podcast where I'm the judge. Right, you two are the uh, prosecutor and the defense attorney. Right, and uh, y- we come in with a special guest every week. Um, Sean is defending them. Uh, uh, Piers is prosecuting them, and uh, they don't know what their crime is. They don't know that it's that they're 
in in danger of going to jail at all. Yeah. They think we tell them it's a comedy podcast. They show up and then uh Sean starts defending. Uh Sean, you have to start defending before Piers starts prosecuting so you don't know what the charges are um until Amazing. it's Piers's turn to talk. Amazing. Let's and... uh... <laughs> So neither of us has any information. No. Great. Why don't we just um let's try this out right now. Sean, <laughs> what do you Oh, sorry. Your honor. Uh, bang bang on the gavel. Uh, my name is Ring Choo Choo ring ring on the ch- bell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we both went to the same place. <laughs> my name is My name is Judge Eric. Uh, we're doing a trial run today. In this trial, a trial trial. Uh, there's no There's no defendant. Sean, you're going to be defending an abstract concept, I suppose. You're going to defend a hypothetical person. Peers are going to be prosecuting against. I would much rather be defending a a concept than a hypothetical person. Start defending. Yes, this is much easier. This concept was not there on the day that the thing happened. Mm -hmm. I have witnesses to prove that it was not them. It was a different hypothetical concept. Right. And the glove didn't fit, so you must acquit. Uh, Uh, Peers, really solid argument. Are you going to prosecute? What what are your What are your arguments? Now, I also don't know what the abstract concept is, or do I find out? And then get to prosecute. You can no. You never get to. I'm not going to tell either of you anything. Okay. But you can say whatever you want until the end when we find out we've been defending or uh, prosecuting you, you the just, concept of love. You just reveal at the end once we both put forward our arguments. I reveal, yeah, my judgment at the end. So you go ahead and argue to uh, to prosecute this uh, concept. I'm just a simple, small town lawyer. I don't know much about subjects or abstracts such as these. But... Pierce is suddenly covered in feathers. <laughs> Seems to me that this could have been it there at the time of the incident. Could have been. Could have been there at the time of the incident. And uh, I feel like Sean has not done a heck of a lot. To to put that beyond a reasonable doubt, uh, I feel like he maybe has. Oh, I feel like the bloody footprints leading into this very courtroom. Sean, I didn't hear about these bloody footprints. You're just t- t- wasting my time with talking about a glove. There's some bloody footprints. My my defendant has an, a medical issue that has not been looked at because of the conditions of the jail. Now <laughs> we're both becoming southern gentlemen. <laughs> Pierce. The best type of lawyer. Depending on 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 who you are and where the case is actually taking place, and I will be bringing a case against the city due to the treatment of my client. Well, you can't do that because you're the defense. But once this trial is over, you're gonna you're gonna swap. Yeah, well, maybe don't get ahead of yourself. Because okay, well, maybe <laughs> maybe your client's just gonna go to jail. Let's deal with this trial first. Now, what do you say to those claims, Pierce? Uh, these claims, I think it's a very nice jail. I've never. You know, I've never stayed there, but okay. I've never heard a single complaint. Hold on a second, Sean. He says it's very nice. How? What's What's the problem? Pierce says it's very nice jail, but he also think... said he has never stayed there. Uh, no, but I've but had he met... says it's very nice though. Mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of cops, yeah, and a lot of judges, yeah, and a lot of you know like prison guards, and they all tell me that it's a wonderful place. And I have no. Why would they lie? Why would they lie? Why would they lie? Why Give would... me one reason they would. Why lie, would Sean. he? Tell me why people in power would lie. Give me one good reason. Give me one good reason why people in power would lie. <laughs> bang, bang on the gavel. Ring, ring, ring on my bell. <laughs> zing, zing, zing on those heartstrings. Choo, choo goes my trolley. And, I... and your client is going to hell, which is prison. <laughs> Just kidding. It's very nice. Defendant, I, the cops told me. Get out of my court, into my jail. 
you you couldn't you couldn't uh, you couldn't defend yourself. Sean couldn't defend you. Those Whatever the concept was that led straight to your I, client. I, I could not. Believe, I was like, "Wow, this seems like a great defense." All of a sudden, I'm I, hearing about bloody footprints. Objection, though. My client is a metaphysical concept that does not have feet. Well, that's, it, it was is, just a trial. That's fine. It's him that Wait was a the bloody footprints. There was no. You're right. The concept doesn't have feet. Unbanging the gavel, by the way. The blood. Was there, a, there was your footprints. <clears throat> Counter argument. The yeah. blood was also metaphorical. Oh, oh, it was an it was an allegorical blood. <laughs> Yeah. This was symbolic. Yeah, of their Sean, guilt. you're trying to confuse me by uh, anchoring the abstract into something concrete. Uh, keep it to simple arguments <laughs> like metaphorical blood leading to abstract concepts, if you don't mind. All right, so I think that's. I think <laughs> we got a good concept of like what the show would be. Uh, I think it's probably the best show I've ever pitched. Best show anyone's ever pitched to anyone by what? anyone. Wait, what was the concept? What did we just sentence to jail? I don't know. What do you N- mean? Neither of you told me. You were. You said you were going to tell us. I told you. You said you gonna, would reveal it at the end. I would reveal all my information. I was. I wasn't given any information. Oh. All I know is who who was who was guilty and who was innocent. And okay. it turned out that the concept was guilty. Well, let me just open up my dossier here and see what yeah. it was. Oh, you were defending a swastika. That's it, Sean. How could you? How just, could you do that? Just a just a symbol. And I'm really glad we sent it to jail. A good jail. Yeah, I'm glad it got out of my court and into my jail. If, if you're the, if it's my your... court <laughs> and into my jail, that I can't get this out of my head. Why did you do this? Pierce pulls out a guitar out of nowhere to start uh, strumming. I'm so sorry, Pierce. <clears throat> it's okay. I can tell already. I'm going to be thinking about this all day. <laughs> Fucking crazy. That's the thing that got me to there. Oh, I'm I'm mad now. <laughs> I'm mad now, baby. All right, good. Pitch. Well, that's my podcast idea. <laughs> it's a great title. <laughs> I'm mad now. It's just things that I got mad about today. Lay it on us. I want to hear some things you got mad about. Yeah, I didn't get mad today though. Oh, really? But it's I only record once a week. We could start getting you mad. <laughs> like we could stop getting even and start getting mad. Great podcast, kind of, because I like the ranting. Like you're a, you're a Dennis Miller type, Ooh, sure, uh, right? Gross. <laughs> Don't say sure. <laughs> gonna go on. A, I mean, I'm just saying we're not gonna stop him if he's gonna go on a rant. <laughs> he doesn't mean to go on a rant here. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Sean's looking at us like you know who Dennis Miller is, right? I or, think I know. Got it. Got it. He's like a. I mean, to be fair, his heyday has come and gone. I feel like he was one of those comedians that I saw a lot on Just for Laughs when I was a kid, and it was like one of the only shows on TV that I could watch. I don't even know he if did. he did if he did do stand up. Did he do stand up? Yeah, he was a stand up originally. Uh, now his his current thing now is making absurd, crazy fucking analogies on Twitter. Right. Like, um, he'll say like, uh. These SJW libs are like um are like a millipede with a heart attack who ate too much pie and slipped on all of its legs or something like that. Like he makes oh, like so it's like like a paragraph like three paragraphs set up to lead to like a real simple phrase. Uh, like is that is that the joke? He, well, he also does like references like within that paragraph. Like he's referencing things like from the 1930s and 40s and stuff. Like he's he's doing like Gilmore Girls references. But not that well known a... shown from the 30s. <laughs> no, no, no. Gilmore Girls uh, made lots of like old timey references, like 
like to things that that weren't around that were around like far be before like rory was born but they they would do them like in clever little ways and like they would just like reference like throw in a little reference but he does like uh uh saying you know saying that the that the libs have brains is like telling uh uh kylie minogue that she can't dance I don't know. I can't. I can't do. I can't even do a joke as bad as a Dennis Miller I get joke. It. I get it. It's tough. What I'm. What I'm basically asking though is like, there's a, there's like a great way of setting up jokes that I really enjoy. Yeah. Which is where it's kind of like that long rambling. Yeah. Set up with it's like a shaggy dog reference. story. It's a shaggy dog story, but then when you get to the end, there's like an amazing punchline that wraps it all up. They do it a lot on BoJack Horseman, actually. Like it's. I need to I, watch that show. What was when they came up the other night? Mr. Peanut Butter was like. Am I Jim Carrey in the mask, and I have a serious pattern of just dating? Like, I, do I have a serious pattern of just dating people that are like in relationships that I'm going to self destruct anyways? Am I Jim Carrey in the mask? Because somebody stop me, <laughs> right? Like this, like big long thing, and then it plays out beautifully. And um, I get the feeling from what you're saying that Dennis Miller is just the first part, and there's no like punchline to make. The... Or the, the punchline is like should be about something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am yeah. I Jim Carrey in the mask? Because I feel like I'm in the Truman Show here, and like Dennis Miller's thing. I feel like I'm being watched. He starts with the punchline. Is the thing he starts with a punchline, and then he he says that's like, and then he squishes together four or five references in a super long analogy, and there's no punchline at the end. Like he just like says like the thing that makes me mad is this, and it's that's like. And then it's like a bunch of references. To be something about making cheese. This has always been Dennis Miller. Like, he literally goes on rants. That's his bit. And he he doesn't mean to. He doesn't mean to go off on a rant. I don't mean to go off on a rant. He doesn't mean to go off on a rant. That's his thing, by the way, Sean, is he always says. (laughs) I don't mean to go off on a rant here. Don't get me out of on a rant here. Or he doesn't really want to be on rants. That's the one thing (laughs) I've learned about Dennis Miller. But he just can't help himself. But I think the difference is, A, he used to be, like, in his 40s or whatever. Yeah. And his brain wasn't turning to mush. <laughs> yes. he, he used to be in his 40s, and now he's in his 20s. It's the amazing aging backward man. <laughs> the Benjamin Button. Um, he also, I think, uh, used to like have writers like help him with those rants, and now he's just like tweeting shit out. Right. So he's lost his edge a little. I think also that he, he lost has his a writer's room. Yeah. <laughs> I think he has a podcast as well, and he's like being taken advantage of by his nephew. I think it's like elder abuse. Um, his, his nephew just like calls him up on the phone and then they like record a conversation where he complains about the libs and then they, and then he like posts it as a podcast. It's absurd. That's so strange. Dennis Miller is like the, the strangest person in comedy, I think. More so than Bill Maher? Uh, I wouldn't say Bill Maher is strange. I would just say Bill Maher is just an asshole. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair He's, enough. Uh, yeah. Dennis Miller, I would say is stranger than Bill Maher by far. I gotta far. say Saying someone is the strangest person in comedy is a big it's bold label. To but put I on think somebody. that Dennis Miller today is stranger than like Bobcat Goldthwait setting fire to chairs in, yeah, in Bobcat, the 90s and whatever. Bobcat Goldthwait might have been like weird in the 90s, but today, like that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's like so tame to do. Like oh, you set a chair on fire. I remember what amusing he, theater. He showed up in a show that I was watching, and I'm like, who the hell is this? Yeah. Was he was he doing the Bobcat voice or is he now post the character? No, he's he was, back to he being was, normal. He was still doing the voice occasionally, but 
he wasn't being the character. Like I, for some reason, I want to say it was on Stargate SG One, but that show <laughs> ran for like ten seasons and had everybody on it. He was he was phasing out the the voice, is what you're saying. Like he would be like, ah, nah, 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 but then he would like say something normal. I don't remember. <laughs> He's That's, an amazingly talented dude. Like, that, he's crazy fucking smart. He's very funny. Bobcat uh, Windy City Heat is still one of my favorite movies of all time. It's it's all right. What's the movie? It's called Windy City Heat, and it's it's unique in that it's a prank movie where even after the fact, like he pranks a friend of his that he's known for years, years and years and years. Yeah. By basically, like they've all performed together. He's another L.A. comic, but like a real fringe kind of comic guy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, they, they set up a fake movie, fake audition, fake everything. Like, and it's, cl- it's so obvious that it's fake. Like he goes to the audition and it's in this theater and the, as they're going in, Ryan Seacrest is coming out and he's the only other person audition. It's Ryan Seacrest, isn't it? In that? I think so. I think so. He's the only other person auditioning for the role. And so they get in there, and then it's um, Dane Cook is the producer, uh, but he says his name is uh, Roman Polanski. <laughs> and this guy doesn't know enough to know that's not Roman Polanski. Like, or, like he really just wants to be famous. He doesn't really He also doesn't know the... enough to know that it's Dane, not Dane Cook. Yeah, exactly. I haven't uh, seen it in a while. Um, flavors of like the room here, where it's like just somebody with money, but it's the flip side, where rather than it being like one person with money driving this strange production, it's a bunch of people pranking one person. Exactly. For and in one case it was a fake movie, in the other case it should have been a fake movie. And the thing is, yeah. they ended up make like he he gets his wish because they make a a pretty amazing movie overall. It just, yeah. it depends, I think your enjoyment of the movie depends on how much punishment for this one dude you can stomach. Yeah, and the dude is an asshole. Is That helps it, um, but it's also a little, like... He's also not all there. Yeah, so I feel... It's, it's a little tough to watch. Like, it's, he goes pretty heavy on, he, on this guy. Yeah, but they've also been, had a relationship, like, they've had a working comedic relationship of exactly yeah. this nature for yes. over a decade. Um. It's and... it's kind of like that's how their relationship is. It's kind of normal for Bobcat Goldthwait, I guess. Yeah. But to watch it is it feels uncomfortable. Oh, it's super uncomfortable. Which is like but... all of his movies. At the same time, though, you, I mean, the whole point of it is Perry, who's the main character, the main actor. Yeah. He wants to be famous and he wants to be in a movie. And to be honest, this is probably the the best thing he'll ever be in. Yeah. And. It's like probably the only leading role he'll ever get, which and he's perfect for it. Like, yeah, it, it's a it's a classic whiplash thing where it's like, uh, it's uncomfortable to watch these people suffer so much, but they get exactly what they want and they wouldn't change a thing. And again, like this guy is a dick. Like you see constantly, like him just like lording his new uh, his new fame over people. Um, so he's also like getting what he deserves. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's a tough watch though. I don't know. I, I'm probably not going to watch it a second time. Oh really? That yeah. surprises me. I would recommend it to you. Windy City Heat, which is the name of the fake movie they make within the movie. Um, it's that, a fascinating movie. I yeah. mean, I would recommend it. I can't recommend it enough. Oh my god! And it's not available on YouTube in its entirety in pretty good in good quality. Oh, that's nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's nice. Everybody, go check it out. Bobcat baby. 
Are you a new DM? Are you an experienced DM? Doesn't matter. Listen to DMs of Vancouver for great DMing advice. We got to get back to some pitches here. Yeah, I'm did sorry. you pitch anything? Uh, no, you pitched a show. Yeah, and Sean pitched a show about being mad, and then we didn't. <laughs> we didn't we, really let him talk I'm, about I'm it. I'm so all. sorry. Yeah, we totally hijacked <laughs> that. We're, we should no, I still think the, be we, on this. We went. We well, we talked about rants. Yeah, and like there could be like a section where it's just like here's something small that made me mad. Here's something <clears> like kind of medium from my week, and then like here's the big meaty thing that I'm just gonna Dennis Miller rant about. Yeah. Except you'd probably do it better than Dennis Miller. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm kind of interested in this. I like the venting aspect of it. My only problem is that uh, I get over things really quickly, and or I don't remember things that happen to me. Yeah. So like, if it's if it's only once a week, I get to the end of the week and be like, I don't know. I'm not really this is this show yeah. would be so unhealthy for you because either you're stopping every time something happens to make a voice memo. Like to stop and like record us like a clip. Rem- yeah. Like remember this this thing happened that made me angry and I want to remember it, which is yeah unhealthy. <laughs> Sunday comes around, you're listening to a week's worth of clips of yourself, just being like, I Sean, I cannot believe it. This guy just ran over my foot at the bus station, <laughs> and my foot's broken. Wait, which guy? The guy in the bus? Yeah, <laughs> and he didn't say sorry. He didn't stop to pick me up. I said, excuse me, is this the bus? And he said, oh, great, another idiot. And he kicked me out and then drove over my foot. Now i got to hobble to work. And, he, and you'd probably still be mad about that one by Sunday, I assume. But, like, just revisiting all of this anger, yeah, that can't be good for you. Well, I could talk to other people about their anger and try to, like, work through it. Mm, because okay. because okay. I am in any way capable of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> working through your own anger? You seem like such a chill dude. Well, working through someone else's anger. Yeah, working through somebody else's anger. Oh, like, I yeah. see. Yeah, I am, I am... That's something I could do. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just thinking of how I would probably just make it like horrendously worse. Do you think you would be like, oh, that is terrible. You should be angry about that. Here's he a gun. Pun- <laughs> he should go punch them right now. <laughs> You know what? I can find their address for you. Let me let me just look. What was their license plate? Yeah, let's find where, these people. Where are they right now? You're lucky. I'm a cyber genius. <laughs> Picturing you. You might need to become a cyber genius first. People at home couldn't see this, uh, but my gesture for being a cyber genius was donning some sort of helmet and then typing at a keyboard. And I realized how insane that was as I was doing it. But I just want you to know what I was picturing it was a helmet with a bunch of wires. It <laughs> makes oh, of course. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Grandma's Boy? Uh, no, but I hear it's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. But like the antagonist is this like superstar programmer, and you see his his quote unquote desk partway through the movie yeah. and it's basically like he's one of those people who takes themselves way too seriously and he like thinks he's in the matrix and so his desk is this like chair that he gets in and then reclines so he's lying down with a keyboard hanging in front of him and monitors hanging above him <laughs> um, I would not say that this movie is incredible really? I would say it's subpar okay I've had it recommended to me by a lot of people uh, I'm not saying that that says it's good. It's just like they keep coming. Out. There's some good jokes in it. Yeah. There's a part of the beginning where uh, uh, the main character, like, he gets kicked out of his, he gets evicted because his uh, his roommate like hasn't been paying rent. Yeah, like he's been spending it on weed, and so he has, goes to stay with Nick Swartz and who stays with like his parents. 
and his orangutan. Yeah. And and uh, and Nick Swartzen's like, man, you're such a loser. Like, you got a vi- you're 35 years old. You got evicted from your apartment because your roommate was spending rent money on weed. And and the guy's like, oh, look at you. You're sleeping in a car. Nick Swartzen's like, yeah, but it's a fucking sweet car. He has like a car shaped bed. Um, that's a joke that's always been in my head forever. Uh, when I saw that as a teenager, I was like, this is the funniest fucking movie of all time. Is right. It, is it possible for me to abandon my podcast idea? Because I have a different one. Absolutely. No. I, no. No. Well, tell, you, it, it, it has to take Piers' spot. Tell then. you what. Tell you what. Whisper, whisper your podcast idea to me. Like the name. And I will, I will, I will figure out a way to get it in. Whisper it loudly into the microphone. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm old. <laughs> Interesting. I would really like to hear about that idea, though. Uh, w- that's your pitch if you hear about it. Fine. Okay. Oh, God, I'm old is uh, my pitch today. But um, I'm going to do a little uh, ventriloquist act. Drink this glass of water while Sean does the pitch for me. It, it basically me just having... having Why are a you ge- drinking water, too? I'm thirsty. <laughs> okay. I can't ha- drink water. Having a, ge- having a guest on who's who's younger than me and then... Asking them about things from history, like going back into the 90s. Yeah. And then as soon as they hit, we hit something that they have no idea what it is. Just the, oh, God, I'm old. And that's the end of the episode. How old are you? 34. Uh, I'm 29. I think I'm the youngest one in the room. You are. I'm 32. So we're splitting splitting the diffs. It's not. Yeah, we would need to get someone like young. No, no. Here's the thing, man. All it takes is a few years and that stuff starts cropping up yeah. so quickly. Like, honestly, between... I don't feel it very often with you and me. Right. But I feel like you and Sean would have right. some of those moments. I have that. My girlfriend is 27, 28. Right. And so when I hang out with her friends, there is a lot of that happening where a lot of their frame of reference for things is yeah. totally different. And like their understanding of like the internet, <laughs> for example. <laughs> yeah. Like their memories of like floppiness. Like I'll, I'll make a joke about floppiness and they'll be like, oh, wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> they and know what floppy disks are, but it's just like uh, a thing that uh, that signifies you're old. Nobody uses floppy disks or ever used them. Not everyone knows what they are, dude. I think most you people... You like computers. No, no. I think most people do because of the save symbol. But no, they know it as the save don't. symbol. Like, they, they, I've actually read articles about this where they're like, people are like, we need to change the symbol because people don't know what it is anymore. They know it as the save icon. They don't know it's a floppy disk. I mean, there's no shame in not knowing it's a floppy disk. No, no, it's like an not. obsolete piece of technology. It's just like, it, like you say, oh God, I'm old. It is galling to watch your frame of references age. I feel like people notice the save icon and they say like, what the hell is that? And they research it. No. 99% of people are too lazy to research anything, why let alone would, what an icon is. Yeah, why would anyone care? What would it be? What would they change it to? A USB drive? That well, that's the problem. Is that you don't want to change it to something that's going to age out as well. Right, that's true. Yeah, you should just keep it as is because everyone knows what it is. Yeah, at this yeah, point, it's save at, now. At this point, it's the save icon, and people who look into it are like, "Oh, that's weird." It's kind of like how the phone icon on your like when you use your your cell phone. smartphone, which is like not really a phone. Like you never use it as a phone what? unless you're like calling nine one one. I okay meaning this is from your perspective because you don't like making or taking yeah phone I calls. don't I don't like to receive or send phone calls yeah but the, the moment I was able to make everything either email or text I have no more phone calls really but, okay but I, the majority yeah. of what I use my phone for is not like a small very small percentage is 
actually phoning. But when you go to like dial a number, you click on the you click on you tap on the the symbol that's shaped like a an handset. old like a handset. Yeah, yeah. Which, that's oh, that's so true. Which I just watched a video of some teens unable to dial. Dial like on a phone, like, like a rotary, like a rotary. Phone. Oh, a ro- that would make sense. I, I would rotary think, like, is weird. It is it is weird? But you guys grew up with them, right? I grew up. With I didn't grow up phones. with rotary. No, no, they were the. I mean, they were still kind of around when I was growing up. But to see one was like, oh, cool, a rotary phone. Really? It was. It wasn't a like I use these all the time. Like they were still in use in some uh, uh, pay telephones, which I remember when those all went away. Oh, right, that was strange. I had a rotary phone in my house until we moved when I was like. 13 or something and then it was all you know cordless uh-huh. phones at that point oh because we well i remember having cord cord did phones but they all had buttons yeah yeah, yeah. i i do remember like whenever you were on the phone it, it would say like if you were using a touch tone telephone you can dial one or two or whatever amazing um but yeah i never had to actually like dial a rotary phone and i'm glad you didn't because it's a ridiculous i mean it's a innovative and brilliant system until you came up with touch tone at which point it became a ridiculous system yeah it's very labor intensive especially when it's like um like it takes longer to dial a number that has like higher digits in it yeah which is if you think about it it's very silly it's very silly but i understand the technical reasons but like there's other things as well like dial up internet yes yes yeah i remember dial up internet huge that Um, shit sucked yeah and uh, taking up your phone line and just, um, yeah, I didn't God. care too much <laughs> so about uh, taking up the phone line. Nobody in my house was like making phone calls or receiving phone calls, but uh, it did. It did seem strange. It, like looking back, like there was a point in my life where going onto the internet was. There was times when I was like, I'm not really like I don't want to do all the shit that it that is required to go onto the internet which is today like if you were to ask me to get off of the internet i would be like that's crazy how would you, why would you say that to me i would never get off of the internet i'm tweeting right now yeah i'm holding my phone and uh and and browsing the web he's been tweeting the entire time and we actually would like him to stop um piers do you remember early on Early on in this podcast's history, yes. when you were trying to get me on Twitter and you, you kept telling me like, Eric, you would love Twitter. You should use Twitter. And I was right. You were right. Well, I think that you were wrong because Twitter, I think, has had a negative effect on my life overall. Because oh, so. uh, I'm just constantly tweeting and I'm just looking at tweets and just getting upset. Oh, constantly. Yeah, I forgot about that. Those are all the reasons I don't use Twitter anymore. <laughs> Pierce is like going around and like like poisoning me with this deadly venom. Like, well, isn't this fun? And then he takes the antidote and walks away. <laughs> I'll come back for you. <laughs> um, I still I still enjoy Twitter. <sighs> Twitter is actually, I guess you're right, the worst of like the social medias as far as like the amount of anger and vitriol on it. Like, I feel like when I open Instagram. It's primarily positive. I think it's well. I think it's because you're never like the thing with with Twitter is that you get to see all of the vitriol and hate, whereas with Instagram you only see it if you're the target or you go diving into somebody's comments. I I don't. I'm not sure I follow what you mean. Well, because like in Instagram, you like something can have a billion reactions, but you'll only see like maybe the top comment. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Twitter, like 
if somebody is being interacted with a lot, like at least on my timeline, I'll see that tweet as people retweeted or retweet bad takes of that tweet and stuff right. like that. Whereas with Instagram, you don't see all of that reaction stuff as much. True. I'm also thinking like I follow some of the same people on both accounts and I'm thinking that their Instagram presence is almost universally positive messages. Mm. They post photos of themselves with their friends, their projects, happiness, positive, so thankful for this, so grateful for this, what a lovely yeah. day, what a lovely meal. And then the same people will be posting on Twitter and a lot of it will be, you know, angrier, more just kind of like, ah, fuck society, fuck all this shit. Their Instagram is, this was an amazing meal. Their Twitter is, the waiter sucked. Exactly. You got it. So it's... I think it might be partly because, like, Instagram is, it takes more effort to make an Instagram post. I think it takes less effort. It takes less effort to make an Instagram post? You have to take the picture. You have to crop it. Uh, (laughs) That's all I know about it. Got it. Nailed it. And maybe All I'm wrong about that. 100%. But you need to, you can't upload a Instagram post without an image, right? Correct. Correct. But you, so Twitter, I can just pull it. If I have a negative thought, I can just like, poop, do, 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 and put it out into the internet. If I have a negative thought on Instagram, I have to find an image that is associated with that thought. And maybe by the time I find that image, I'm, I'm not, I've come to my senses and realize like, Nobody needs to know like that I'm feeling miserable right now or that I'm feeling frustrated. That's not interesting. I mean, right. that, that's half of my social media experiences. I'm going to say a thing. Eh, nobody cares. All the time. <laughs> I, it's not so much that I don't think people care. It's just like, why am I... Well, who am I saying this to? Why am I saying it? <laughs> Why am I expending this energy? Like, I'd rather... Maybe I'm just going to go look out at the park for a half hour <laughs> instead. Like, uh, stand on my balcony with a coffee and not think <clears throat> of anything. It's... Um, I still like Twitter. Don't get me wrong. It's just I have to do it in very controlled bursts. I I also like Twitter, but I I need to. Uh, at the beginning, I had like a very very small list of people who I was following, like less than forty, I think. Right. And it's kind of grown. I think I'm following like almost two hundred people now, which you know, obviously some some of us in the room are following much much more and. Uh, and I shouldn't, yeah. I only but... follow like 900 people. It's not a big deal. It's more than me. <laughs> I like to get like a like a big broad stretch of opinions. Uh, and although things. going back to the, oh God, I'm old. I started on Twitter when you can only participate by sending text messages. Oh, wow. You were an early adapter. Yeah. That's crazy. It was uh, either, yeah, web or text message. Weird. It is weird that they, uh, that that's how it started. Yeah. It's like when Netflix uh, started as a DVD <laughs> rental. Yeah, we'll mail you the DVDs. <laughs> Although that's how I, I have a, a video game rental service that works like that. Oh yeah, Is yeah. Game that's cool. Uh, um, not Game Fly because that's US. Oh, I think. Oh man, it's Game something. I can't remember. What game it is. Spy. Watch out, no. Game Fly. If they ever figure out how to get video games on the internet, you're done. Game Cry. <laughs> that's. <laughs> That sounds like all of the angry fanboys out there in Game Cry. Game Lie! <laughs> Fuck, that's three great names for pitches right there. Fuck, I just, we gotta end this episode before I waste any more. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna vote for mine. I don't know what it was. Oh, no, wait, it was the best idea ever pitched. It was get out of my court and into my jail. It was pretty good. Can I have I to vote for... Hmm. I'm, I'm actually gonna vote... Uh... No, I'm going to vote for the courtroom. I'm going to vote for the courtroom. Sean, both your ideas are great. 
the ranting thing, but both of them have the same problem that I'm worried about. What's that? Uh, that I'm going to get sucked into things that make me think negative thoughts. <laughs> like it's either angry rants or nostalgia, both of which send me into like these like comparing my life to other people. Yeah. And my Fo- experience. Fo- spirals of FOMO. Uh, just, yeah, spirals of like, how did I get here? And, <laughs> and I don't want to do that today. So I'm going to go to court and um, send some abstract ideas to prison forever. <laughs> That's my personal preference. Uh, Sean, your pitch, your vote. I'm going to vote for Oh God, I'm old. Yeah, uh, that yeah. is the better of the two. Good call. I mean, it's definitely less negative for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be inherently negative. Yeah, because it can also be something about, like, oh, God, I'm old. Let me teach you about this cool thing from my past. Now, that's a great positive spin. I wish you'd said that prior to voting. <laughs> well, Too late. It's mine. Yeah, all I could think about was, like, having to teach Eric about using a touch a dial, dial Te- Teach me about the, the sitcom phone. Cheers. Excuse me? I have to teach you about Cheers? <laughs> Every episode, Pierce comes in with, and you know... Norm used a character on Cheers, and everybody knew who he was. Do you not? Have you not seen Cheers? I have not seen Cheers ever. I have not any seen episode of Cheers. Nope. More than I, one full episode of Cheers. I have watched a ton of Frasier. Okay, good, 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 good. I mean, Frasier is the superior of the two shows in okay. my mind. Really? Um, I think I think Frasier is the best character on Cheers. <laughs> who said that? Me? Um, yeah, I think. I think that he's the best character, and I think giving him his own show is great, even though he's kind of a different character on Frasier than he is on Cheers. I, uh, yeah, I like the the rich, smart dude who is so out of touch, and the, all the humor comes from him just being out of touch. Yeah, exactly. Especially when it's him and Niles, when there's two rich dudes who are out of touch. Does Niles show up in Cheers? Uh, no. No. Uh, the guy that plays Niles, David... Hyde Pierce, no, David Hyde Pierce. David yeah. Hyde Pierce. He's a really awesome dude because he uh, he did the voice of Abe Sapien in Hellboy. Yeah, but he refused credit because he wanted the guy who did who did the actual work of being Abe Sapien to get credit. Yeah, because uh, uh, cool Doug move. Doug Jones, who is in everything you've ever seen, if you've seen somebody as like like. Um, a weird long-limbed monster thing. Yeah, it was exactly. him. Is he just like a human with nor with like strange proportions? He's he's just a tall dude, but he's really good at like sitting Evoking in a chair for stuff. eight hours and having makeup put on him. Uh, I see. Oh, okay, I see. I so see. He's like uh, Andy Circus, but like uh, actually talented. Andy Circus is talented. I'm sure Andy Circus is talented yeah. as well. But he's like he's the the. He's the second banana to uh, Andy Serkis's first banana. Well, I find that Andy Serkis gets credit for things that he doesn't do. Like, because there are teams of people who do the motion capture, and he kind of takes all the credit. Yeah, that's yeah. it's kind of the opposite of that. It's the yes. inverse. Doug Jones just happy to be in shit, and he, apparently he's like really good friends with uh, Guillermo del Toro and me. He's my best friend. <laughs> it's, I see. It's a little <laughs> awkward because because uh, I'm right me here. and Guillermo. Uh, sorry. It's one of the one of the points of contention between us. Me and Guillermo del Toro don't get along. So whenever me and Doug are hanging out, we have to kind of like dance around the issue. It's funny because me and Guillermo are best friends. That's and, one of the things about uh, one of the points of contention between us as well. Yeah, yeah. But we try not to. We don't bring it into the booth. I just, uh, I just wish you would all get along with my lovers. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for listening to Podcast vs. Podcast. Uh, tune in next week for another episode uh, every Thursday or every Friday if uh, if I somehow forget to upload the episode. Look, it's there every week. By, by Saturday, you got an episode, so lighten up. Uh, 
Hey, do you got anything you want to plug, buddy? Uh, yeah, go listen to DMs of Vancouver, a show about tabletop role-playing games and the people who are passionate about them. Oh, what about on Thursdays? What if we want to watch uh, a live stream on a Thursday? Yeah, there is Cave Goblin Party Night, where we play uh, usually Jackbox party games and be silly and have fun. That is uh, Mixer.com slash Cave Goblins, I yes. believe. Yeah. So check it out. Anyways, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.